go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Woo. Uh, it is episode 67 of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood. And we're tackling the very topic that I just sang about household budgeting. And subscribe. Oh, you didn't like my do, singing? No, I do not like this topic. I love your singing. <laughs> I would rather listen to you sing all day long, every day, the rest of my life um, than talk about money, which makes it sound like I don't like your singing. So um, maybe it's okay. <laughs> I don't like this topic. I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't like money. It's ah. totally fine. Well, here, let's go. Let's jump into like some uh, therapy for Michelle. Why would, <laughs> why would you say that you don't like talking about money? I, I just don't like uh, the, the having to plan it. I mean, it's a good thing. I, my, when I married my husband, he likes to control our finances and handle that because it was up to me. It would just, I just don't like to know. I might talk about Enneagram numbers on wing seven. And I think I lean into that a lot. Like the seven Enneagram kind of a stereotype is like, they'd ever look at their checking account balance. They're just like, okay, eh, something's there. That's me. I'm like, like the, the, our Edward Jones financial guy. He's like, Michelle, yeah. at some point you have to talk to me. I'm like, no, do I really? You're, you've got perfect control of all the money. I just don't want to know until I need it. Just make sure it's still there. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, so you just hope for the best. Hope there's plenty there. And I also, and I also just kind of, I don't know, money is just like, I don't like if I, if someone owes me money, I don't like owing someone money. I don't like asking for money from people, even if I've worked for it. It's just, I just wish you don't like it. Didn't have it. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, I like it. I like it. I want more. I want to win the lottery. (laughs) Well, Michelle, here here is what we're going to do. I'm going to be your therapist today, and we're all going to put on our adult pants Uh, because money and household budgeting is just here to stay. It's true. Right? It's not going away. And we can do this. We can can do do it. it. Okay, fine. Okay, fine stuff. Let's adult and do this. Okay, but um, first, let's um, deflect just a little bit because I'm feeling the pressure. And let's hear from our dear friend, podcast coordinator, and City Mom Collective social media guru, Daniela. She has some great advice on this topic. Hi, my name is Daniela from Flagstaff, Arizona. And my budgeting tips are to use grocery delivery or pickup when possible. For me, I know it helps cut down on the um, impulse size, and I can stick to my list much better when I'm able to sit down and plan it out and then sit at my phone or computer and then put in my shopping list. This works really great for groceries, but also for Target and Walmart. Just if you need toilet paper, you really only get toilet paper. You don't get toilet paper and a brand new dress. <laughs> so I really like that as a budgeting tip. I'm also a big fan of uh, the cash envelope system. You can Google that and learn more about it. But it's a great way to really see how much you're spending because it's very tangible. When you hand over a $20 bill, it hurts a little bit (laughs) versus when you're swiping a debit or credit card. Um, I also encourage 
everyone to look into the theory of a debt snowball. If you feel like you don't have a good plan for paying off your debt, I highly suggest um, looking into the debt snowball. You basically pay down your debt from smallest to largest, and you build momentum because when you pay off a debt, you can take what you were paying on that um, specific debt and then throw it against a larger debt once you've paid the first one off. So I encourage everybody to look into those things and yeah, you can do it. Budgeting is kind of a, a yucky thing about being an adult, but I think it can also be really empowering when you feel like you're in control of your finances. Okay, Steph, here's the problem. <laughs> the target pickup tip actually works. It's yeah, awful. It does. It's awful. It's awful. I it's much, not awful. No, I much prefer overspending on makeup and office supplies. I actually love the Target pickup line. I think it's lovely because she's so right. You do spend so much unnecessary money when you go in. Yes, you do. It's you do. so love. Yeah, it's yes. so good. Yep. Grocery pickup. Uh, yeah. So she has so many great tips. She does. She does. Honestly, and I do see. I mean, I do see because I have done that. Um, not a, we, we Walmart kind of rolled out their. This is a couple of years ago now, but their grocery pickup program yeah. in my area. And, and it was really helpful actually, because I would only get the things on my list, um, you know, for my, whatever I was clicking that week. And, and it was helpful. Um, and now we do, and I don't know, I see, obviously I'm not your girl for budgeting tips, but, um, we do do hello fresh now. So yeah. we do two meals a week. Um, sure. and that does also cut down on my grocery bill. Of course, now we have to pay for hello fresh. That's not free, unfortunately, but, sure. um, so that does help too. So I guess just kind of narrowing the focus, maybe yeah. if that's a tip there. That's good. That's good. Do you yeah. use cash stuff? You know, we have never done the cash tip, although uh, I know plenty of people that have had really great success with it. Mm -hmm. uh, we did go through Financial Peace University, which was a very, very eye-opening program mm -hmm. because it forces you to take a deep dive into your expenses and like really put a number on this is how much it costs our family currently for X, for groceries, for Y, you know, for extracurriculars, those sorts of things. Um, and so while we haven't done the cash, that is part of the program that a lot of uh, people do. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very good for us. Yeah. Awesome. But also not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've heard that. I've heard I've heard really great things about that um, program as well. Um, and that's something stuff uh, that uh, Danielle talks about too with the debt snowball. I know that's a yeah a concept from that program. Um, and starting with the smallest debt and, and mm -hmm. working your way up. And uh, I thought she explained it really well. If, if debt is something you're you're working on, um, that's a great tip. Yeah, for sure. Well, Danielle is not the only mom in our network with fantastic budgeting tips. Uh, let's turn now to our Duluth mom sister site and a post that they have entitled Spender Turned Saver, Budgeting Guide for Your Family for some great tips. So here is one of the tips that she, they, uh, this writer shared. Uh, first, start with the scariest part, <laughs> coming to terms with your spending. So that's kind of what I just mentioned yes. <laughs> for me. Um, you have got to add up all of your spending for one month. You can create a super simple spreadsheet uh, or use notepad with three columns, dollar spent, where it was spent, 
and categorize that place. So gas station, restaurant, retail, groceries, etc. Each expense is a new line item and then total your spending for that month. Okay. And the next tip she says is to add up all of your regular monthly must expenses, your bills. (laughs) So your mortgage, childcare, electric bill, Netflix, loan payments, all of it. Add together your monthly must expenses to see exactly what you're paying in all of your bills. And don't forget annual expenses like Mm -hmm. car insurance. It's due every six months. Amazon Prime membership. That's once a year. Sam's Club membership taxes, et cetera. So then we have all of our bills plus what Steph just talked about with your monthly spending. Yep. So then next you deduct your monthly bills from your monthly income. So this will give you a good idea and the amount of leftover money for all of the other expenses that you may have. So groceries, clothing, haircuts, gas, kids, sports or activities, pet food, savings, uh, et cetera. Use the spreadsheet or a simple notepad again uh, and calculator, whatever works best for your family. And then you're going to want to sit down with your spouse or partner and identify the areas of improvement that you can make and be ready to compromise. So you want to set realistic goals. I mean, we're assuming that you're going to go through this and it's not going to be like, we have so much extra money. Where do we want to spend it? It's probably (laughs) that you're going to want to cut. We're guessing. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So it might be that he has to stop going through the Starbucks um, drive-thru every other day and Mm -hmm. you need to switch to Target pickup instead of going inside. Stuff like that. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And then you're just finally, you're going to want to determine how you will best spend your money. So for you, cash may be best. That's like Daniela said earlier. Uh, But for some, they provide uh, prefer credit cards to earn the points and pay in full at the end of the month to easily see their total expenses. Uh, But really determine what works best for your family because each family is very different and unique. Yes. And then you want to categorize your spending. So identify all the categories of which you spend monthly and then add additional if you think of any others. Each family will be different. But some common ones are groceries, gas, retail, pets, vehicle maintenance, entertainment, etc. And now you have to prioritize this spending, right? So you have to write down um, these categories in their order of importance. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, it's time to set the budget. So use the dollar amount remaining after deducting your expenses from your income and spread that amount across your spending categories. Uh, then you'll also want to revisit your budget next month. Uh, were you over or under and make adjustments accordingly? And you know what? That's the final step. You do that over and over and over forever. <laughs> so, forever and ever. Forever and ever. <laughs> so you take it one month, one pay period at a time. Each month will be a little different from the next. So some months yep. it may work, other months it fails expenses come up that you weren't expecting, or there might be income um, that that it, it, um, increases or decreases out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just want to kind of be flexible and make mm-hmm. sure you're constantly rechecking that budget and looking at the spending habits, spending priorities and compromises um, and making it work for you each, each month. Yeah. You know, one area that we admittedly don't do well in the budgeting department is how soon you start paying for summer activities in the Mm. spring. Uh, And I think when we went through this process of really looking with a fine tooth comb through our budgeting, we're like, oh, my gosh, March and April rolls around and all of a sudden it just feels like you're throwing money out the window. Uh, And so I think. You know, like for all the I, camps and activities. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think the holidays are always a time when people are like, okay, our expenses are going to increase. Like largely most families are increasing their expenses for 
holiday gifts or whatnot. That is another area, part of time that we were not factoring in into our budget for a little while. Now we do. That's a great tip. Especially as your kids, you know, get a little, I mean, I guess anytime, (laughs) I guess they get the little kids to high school kids, there's always like a volleyball camp or, you know, my kids did bug camp last week. Which was super fun. Bug yeah, bug camp was super fun. We have eight cockroaches in our house right now. I'm really happy about it. Um, but um, it, it, like pet cockroaches, by the way, that's what yeah. their souvenir was. It's great. Um, so yeah. anyway, yeah, I guess that's a great tip because I mean that bug camp, by the way, is very popular. I had to pay for that in January. <laughs> yeah, so there's summer. Who yeah, knew? that's a great. Yeah, that's a, who knew? It's a great well, tip. parenting. It's fun. Yeah. They said. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, a huge thanks to Duluth Mom for the family budgeting guide. Uh, We will definitely link to that post in our show notes so you can go back and review it. But uh, now let's kind of change the um, tables a little bit and talk about how we can teach our kids these habits. Yes. So we have a great clip from our friend Laura in Florida on that. Hi, this is Laura Boyles in Pensacola, Florida. And I wanted to share a point about budgeting. My children are 9, 13, and 15. And I myself grew up in a house where we were brought up not to talk about money, that it wasn't really polite. And I realized that a lot of modeling is missed when we have those conversations just as adults and not around the kids. And so more of our vacation planning and budgeting or birthday planning and budgeting or Christmas planning and budgeting is done in front of the kids than maybe I grew up with because I want them to hear the evaluation process that goes along with why we make the choices that we make. I think this will help them as they get older to discern between the things that they need and the things that they want and the best way to approach how to plan for those purchases. I like what she has to say about keeping your finances out in the open Mm -hmm. and how she was raised kind of just not understanding finances because her parents just never shared that with her. Sure. Uh, and so she's doing the opposite for her kids. My parents were always very open about finances and very uh, determined that I learn early on about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I didn't have that. What about you, Steph? But but you're still petrified I don't want to talk, talk about, about it. it. I don't want to talk about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, kudos to your parents. Because I, I actually was wondering. I was like, I wonder if your home was a home that you didn't talk about it. And no, so now you still like don't want to. Okay, I, okay, fine. I'll dive deep and we'll continue my therapy. No, my parents were really great about this. Um, always, you know, money was always never a taboo topic. Always talk about okay. it. By the time I was 12, I had my own checking account Mm. and I had a, you know, an identification card, not a driver's license, obviously, but something similar. So I could go out and I, you know, would get an allowance or whatever. And I would write checks. This is when that was cool. Um, You know, to pay for whatever I want, you know, I want it, earn my money. And and they really did a great job of teaching me. It's just that I don't like it. (laughs) Like someone can teach you, I don't know, how to cook. You just don't like it. That's true. (laughs) You know know what? That's totally true. But I do think her point about being more vocal with our kids about um, budgets and just money management in general is a very, very good tip. Um, And our sister site, Kansas City Mom Collective, uh, actually has a great post on this topic called Simple Ways to Teach Your Kids About Money. Mm -hmm. They have five great tips. First, set a good example. Your kids are watching when you spend, save, and borrow money. Look for teachable moments in everyday activities. Let younger kids see you make purchases with cash so they can observe how money goes from one place to the other. When they're a little older, introduce them to the concept of credit by showing them a credit card statement and explain how a purchase of $100 can ultimately cost more 
because of added interest. Yeah, that's a good tip. Well, uh, tip two is look for opportunities to involve them. Uh, Getting hands-on is a really great way for your kids to learn positive money behaviors. For example, younger children can help compare prices at the grocery store, while older kids can help estimate costs for a family vacation or a new car purchase. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my. And some kids' personalities, though. Oh, love that. Love to be involved (laughs) in that. Yeah. Third tip, introducing budgeting basics. Uh, this is great. Teaching kids to create three buckets mm-hmm. to use for any money they receive, saving, spending, and sharing. So saving, setting aside a portion of any money they earn or receive for the future or for something they really want, like a new bike. Spending, let your child decide how they'll spend this portion of their money and experience the consequences. So they make an impulse purchase they later regret. They'll be less likely to repeat that money mistake in the future. Sharing, whether it's your church, a fundraiser, or a charity, encourage your child to donate to a cause that they care about. Help them understand how their money can be used to help others. The spending consequence is such a great one mm-hmm. um, because it's so hard to let them experience mm-hmm. this consequence, especially when yeah. their money is actually my money in reality. Yeah. And sure. when they want to spend it on something that I know is going to break, yeah. um, it's just so frustrating. But you got to let them experience the consequences with that cheap plastic toy mm-hmm. because that's going to help their brain start to get that, get their head around that. And so that when they're older, they won't buy, you know, spend, spend their money frivolously. They'll be thinking about it more. Sure. Well, Michelle, one of the ways that uh, our family has really helped to make this easier for our kids uh, and it's a super practical switch. Uh, we were previously giving the girls their allowances, like say a $5 bill each week. Uh, although our kids allowance, we won't go into that. It's staggered based on their age. Uh, and we were like, how are we going to teach them to have these buckets when they only have a $5 bill? You know, uh, (laughs) right. So we were like, gosh, super practical. We just need to go to the bank, get ones, like a lot of ones so that it's really easy for them to have these like whether they're envelopes or they have little different piggy banks for each um, section. Uh, It's really practical for them to see, you know, like, hey, this is uh, this goes here. This amount goes into sharing. This amount goes into saving. So just a practical side note tip. Yeah, I I love that. Um, That yeah, getting the cash and actually letting them see the cash and stuff is going to be great. We have um, uh, we had a a death in the family recently and and my parent, my my kids are actually inheriting a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, whatever, they can't touch it till they're 18. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, we've talked about that and how, you know, like, look, I'm going to show it to them when it comes in and we'll go to the bank ourselves. I think we're, they don't have, they don't have accounts yet unless my husband set them up and didn't tell me, which is totally possible. I should ask him. <laughs> Again, I don't do the money, but you know, having them see that there and talking about investing so they can earn more for later and all that will be such a great practical tip, but you're great in, in that showing them the tangible because they don't we talk about these things and they're they make sense to us but their their brains can't really comprehend this idea of money out there somewhere that you can't see or touch or grab so like actually putting it papers in front of them to show them or putting that cash in their hand and five ones instead of one five Mm -hmm. really helps them yeah for sure well we've got two more tips uh on this kansas city mom collective uh post so tip four Uh, And we've already kind of talked a little bit about this, but encourage them to manage their own finances. Uh, Many experts actually believe that receiving an allowance helps kids learn self-control. 
and managing their own money helps them understand the difference between wants and needs. Uh, Then as your kids grow older and more responsible, hopefully. (laughs) In theory. um, In theory. (laughs) um, Transition them from the three bucket approach to bank accounts. So help them open a checking account, just as you mentioned your parents did, uh, and so that they can learn how to use checks, debit cards, and mobile or online banking. Mm-hmm. And finally, tip number five, promote smart credit usage. So as your child transitions to college, help them open a credit card account, explain re- responsible credit management, like using the card in moderation and paying off the balance in full each month. That way they'll have a credit history and solid credit score before they need to borrow money to purchase a car or apply uh, for their first apartment. And this, that sentence is hard for me to get through because like I can't imagine giving my child a credit card, but I have to remember, I'm not giving my 10-year-old a credit card. Yes. <laughs> but your 10-year-old is going to be 18. Yes. At some point. Deep breath. I mean, my 10-year-old with a credit card, can you imagine? Oh my gosh. So many Lego sets. <laughs> oh, All the Lego my- sets. Yes. Yes. Well, here's the deal. Just like so many parts of parenting, you start with a lot of control. So you're controlling, you know, the financial aspect of our kiddos lives. And then we have to slowly transfer the control to them uh, so that they are prepared to be a full blown adult. Yes. uh, Whether or not we like it or not. You know what, Steph? Eventually, they're going to control our finances. Uh-oh. Power of attorneys. We're in nursing home someday. Be like, may I please have a bigger allowance? No. <laughs> we got to teach them how to manage it well. <laughs> well. Well, let's hope that when we're old and they're managing our finances, we're not like, I want to buy more fidgets. That's all my kids. <laughs> oh my gosh, those stupid bubble puppets are going to kill me. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, crazy Um, to be teaching our kiddos what is worthwhile. uh, But for them, you know, fidgets are their world. At least my kids. You know, it's a fidget today, but it's going to be some pricey something, something down the road. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Steph, we got to wrap this up because I got to go do a mobile pickup order for some buckets for my kids. Three buckets. (laughs) Hey, it has to be a pickup order so you don't spend more money at Target. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fellow mamas, why not celebrate the little accomplishments we're making and do not forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.